New York Comic Con 2017 is winding to a rapid close, but I am still Ben Morse, editorial director of digital media here at Marvel. I am still joined by Christine Den. And we have got what? I was like, partially present. Partially present. We have got one of the big hits of New York Comic Con, one of the rising stars of Marvel, guy who came out of nowhere. We're going to try to get to the bottom of that. Donnie Cates is joining us. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Seriously, like, we went to a panel the other day uh, that you were on, and you, you stole the show. You stole, it was the Cup of Joe Avengers panel. Yeah. You were just so witty and just so charming, and you were stealing Better Ray Bill's helmet. You're just coming out of nowhere, man. Everyone loved you. I had a great time on that on that panel, I I I'm still such a little kid about all this, you know, and uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll get jaded and and no, mean later, but I I still get such a kick. I still kind of uh, periodically like wake up on panels. And I'm like, oh, that's Joe Casada. Oh my God, like that's this is a thing that's really happening, and I'm I'm in this body while it's doing these things. Yeah. Um, to be real clear, though. I when I asked Better Ray Bill if I could see his That's helmet, true. It's true. I meant can I see it on you? Okay. And he brought it to me, and I was like, well, uh, it was all consensual. People are laughing, yeah. so I guess I'm gonna wear this helmet. It was all and consensual too. I gotta say, I felt powerful. You look good. Thank you. you really I think good. I'm gonna make that a permanent thing. Yeah, you should. Yeah, 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 yeah. Work it into the arsenal. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but so. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, in a in a very um, the power dynamic is vastly different now because I um, I was a retailer for a long time in Austin and then I ran those into the ground like you do um, and I went back to school to like try to be a penciler and everything and then I got an internship at Marvel um, and I was there in like 2010. I was um, I was Jordan White, Sana, and uh, Panics yeah. intern and so you were uh, there at the same time I was there but we just totally. never crossed paths. Oh, we did a lot. We did? You and I hung out all the time. Holy crap, no, man. I'm totally kidding. Not, not at all. I didn't really hang out with anybody, really. Uh, Jordan was always really cool. And now Jordan is my editor on Thanos. That's and it's awesome. It's so wonderful. It really is. There were so many people. Um, you know, I know that it's, it's probably public information that we just had a retreat. Yeah. Um, we can talk about and, it. And, and I, I can talk about all the stories that we talked about. Right <laughs> no, no. We had a retreat. No, it will disappear. I know <laughs> No, it was wonderful being in that room with so many people that I used to go and get coffee for and 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 like you know quite I, I remember being there as an intern while there was a treat happening there a retreat and uh, like seeing Jonathan Hickman come through and seeing Jason Aaron come through and everything I uh, I look up to those guys so much uh, Jason Aaron especially and um, you know during the retreat I got to um, I don't know we got to kind of all be peers yeah it was and, cool, man. You're and throwing ideas out there with everyone else yeah and and and, and being able to sit next to Jason and absorb his stories and, and bounce ideas back and everything. It was wonderful. This has been really a, a fantastic trip for me. It's kind of a full circle thing, you know? Because uh, it is my it's my first year um, uh, with Marvel, you know, with my exclusive and everything. And to be able to go back and uh, I sat down in my old intern chair. No way. Yeah, because I have a picture um, uh, that I took on my last day as an intern. Okay. And I'm like sitting in my intern chair uh, and like, like sad because I was going to leave and I got to take another picture pose the exact same way but very happy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. were you there for that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And we're like we're not interns but we're sitting here 
Yeah. Well, I wanted to try and make a point to go and talk to the interns because yeah. those interns will be everyone's bosses in five years. So I was like, remember me. Yeah. I was good to you. <laughs> um, so we know that you have two books coming yeah. out. We have Doctor Strange and we also have Thanos. And yeah. have, and like, what's really awesome is that you're really exploring uh, the complexities of two really cool villains in my book. Yeah. And, you know, like what power means to them, especially with, you know, Loki taking on the mantle of, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. What was it like, to, you know, like getting the word that you got to take <laughs> these two guys on? Well, I, uh, they gave me, uh, Jordan called me and offered me Thanos first. And I don't think that Jordan was aware that I might be the world's biggest Thanos nut. I talked about it on the panel. I'm, 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 I'm such a nut for all that cosmic stuff and especially the Mad Titan himself. Um, and so I was over the moon about that. And, uh, Jordan and I got on the phone and, uh, talked about this, and this, this, uh, this crazy story. It's called Thanos Wins. Uh, it starts next month. Um, uh, Strange starts on the 15th, uh, and then I think Thanos is the week after that. I don't know what the date is off the, off the top of my head. Um, and so I, 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 I so, so the idea behind Thanos is that, um, you know, no one has, no villain has ever come closer to actually winning than Thanos has. I mean, he killed everyone once, right? And, uh, you know, by, by circumstances beyond his control, things got kind of put back. So I've always thought that um, the book kind of opens with this, with this idea of if you were to ask the most powerful beings in existence in the Marvel world how they think the, the world will end someday, all of them would tell you the same thing, and that thing is Thanos wins. Like, that inevitably, Thanos will win, yeah. right? And everyone knows it. It's just a matter of time. And so we wanted to explore that and really, um, you know, kind of subvert it and give Thanos a hero's journey and have him get everything he's ever wanted and show just how horrible for him that would really be. Because Thanos, I think the thing that I relate to with Thanos a lot is this idea of um, the hedonic treadmill. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's this idea of wanting something and wanting something, and then you look up and you have it, but it's still not enough. You know, you just kind of adapt to it. Humans are, are that's kind of why humans have evolved to the place that they are now, because we get to a place where we, like, build houses, and we're like, oh, this is all cool. And they're like, no, 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 let's keep pushing, right? Let's keep going. And so certainly, as a guy who... His life goal has always been to be at Marvel. Uh, I didn't expect to get here this fast. Yeah, sure. And so, like, being here and being like, oh, my God, I have all these toys, and then being like, no, that's not enough. Now I have to keep going and keep going and keep, and keep going. I can certainly relate to Thanos' drive. Now, I'm not going to, like, murder every other writer okay. unless it comes to that, yeah. right? You know? You, you were in that room. It got hot, you know? Yeah. Things got intense for a while. Yeah. And then, so, I I, I would have been um, uh, um, very happy to just have Thanos. And then, lo and behold, um, I got offered Doctor Strange. And not just Doctor Strange. I got handed the keys to the other biggest bad guy in Marvel, Loki. Um, and that story is, um, I'll say it's kind of, it's, it's nice to have those two books because Thanos is so enormous and cosmic. It's what I love about the cosmic world is you can make the stakes so huge, you know? Um, and the, the Doctor Strange book is a quieter book because um, it's 
even though Loki is a Sorcerer Supreme now, it's still very much a story about Steven. And uh, I've described it in the past as I'm kind of writing it as Steven's midlife crisis. Uh, when the story opens, Loki is firmly in the seat as the Sorcerer. Um, he's in Steven's house. Uh, he has his cape. Uh, his, um, he has his cape. Yeah, he has his cape. I know. Oh, I know. It's heartbreaking. And even um, 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 Steven's old apprentice, Zelma, is living with him. Um, and so when we find Steven, it's in a very humbled place. And we're going to get to the bottom of how all that happened, right? But uh, suffice to say, when the book opens, uh, it's a very different di- dynamic. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen a Steven that is a lot more like the Steven that we knew before he was in his first accident, before he, he knew magic and stuff, right? So in a lot of ways, it shares a lot of DNA with his origin, right? Because it's him um, kind of being brought really low, humbled, and um, watching him uh, a- a- to see what links he'll go to to rise up out of his situation and reclaim his throne and kind of reclaim who who he is and his confidence in himself in a lot of ways. Um, so that story is a little is a little bit quieter than when we've seen Stephen, but at the same time, you have Loki, the god of lies, and 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 Asgard and Thor and and all these huge things, which I'm such a nut about, you know. Um, so with just two books, I get to play uh, in space. In the magical realms and in Asgard, so I've been I've 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 been dealt a pretty good hand. In my art teams, uh, I I I'm the luckiest boy in comics. Um, my best friend Jeff Shaw, um, uh, who I've worked with, worked with a lot, is on Thanos, and he is just going ballistic. Um, and then I have uh, Gabriel Walta and Jordi Belair on Strange, which is just I mean when Axel because I'll tell you the truth. Um, when Axel offered me Strange, I was a little hesitant um, because I was following Jason Aaron and Dennis. And Jason, like I say, is my favorite. He's my favorite guy in comics. You know, I look up to that guy a lot. And so I was like, well, man, I mean, the only possible outcome is that I'm going to ruin that book. You know, I mean, going from Jason to me. And then Axel was like, well, you know, he told me who the art team was. And I was like, well, look, there's only so bad it can be then, right? Because even if I mess this entire thing up, it'll look real pretty. Yeah. And, you know, at the very least, we can just do a a cut of it without all my dumb words on it. And it'll still sell, you know. But, yeah. That strikes me about both Strange and Thanos and Loki, for that matter, is they're incredibly powerful characters. Yeah. They're uh, they have the ability to do almost anything. It seems like sometimes, but when you get down to Marvel, Marvel is about the characters, the human moments. So sometimes the more powerful the character, the more challenging they are to take on. How do you combat that and tell stories about who these guys are rather than what they can do? I think it comes down to what they want, right? Um, You know, uh, and this is tough for me to kind of talk about because I can't, I can't spoil too much, right? But you know, Jason in his in his uh, his Doctor Strange run established a lot of um, rules to the magic, how magic works in the Marvel U, Um, and so there's prices to be paid for every every piece of magic that you perform. Um, That's not something that we're that we're going to forget about in my run. It's a big piece. Um, not to spoil anything, but I'll say this. I'll say that Loki, as the new Sorcerer Supreme, is a guy who's never been overly fond of rules uh, of any kind. Um, and when you have a guy like Loki, uh, who is now 
you know, uh, Sorcerer Supreme, which is a title to him that might mean a little bit different to anybody else because, you know, you look at Loki and, you know, he's looking at his brother and he's like, well, my brother's the god of lightning and there's no rules to lightning. Like, lightning bows down to him. So Loki's very much like, maybe magic should bow down to me since I'm essentially the god of magic, right? Um, and so there's uh, there's like kind of built-in governors on those on, the, on on like just how powerful they can be, and it's a big plot point in my Doctor Strange run that there is um, a thing that people are looking for. I'm, I'm, I, I put on my tap shoes now. I'm dancing for you. Um, uh, You're getting used to Marvel really quick. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. Um, uh, that we're gonna, we're, we're really gonna talk about that. A lot of the, the of, of my strange run is exactly about power. Is about because uh, when we find Steven, he doesn't have a whole lot of it, you know. And Loki has all of it. And what that means uh, for him as a human being and as a man, um, and feeling like he's not needed anymore that he's not um, useful to anyone anymore and as a man who began life not wanting to be a superhero but wanting to genuinely just be someone who helped people right um, that's a tough place for him to be in because even before he was Dr. Strange he was someone who spent every day of, of his life helping people as a doctor and so for the first time in a really long time we find Steven in a place where he's struggling to find a way to help others because it's a way that he it's the only way that he knows who he is you know it's the only way that he identifies of his role in the world and suddenly that's gone and so who am I now right how do I help people and does that mean that I'm kind of it's doctor heal thyself kind of a thing which is kind of where we're at you know and with Thanos man that dude's just crazy brutal um, and really with Thanos to me especially with my first arc I really wanted to hit the ground running because I've been on Thanos for longer than I have on strange um, and uh, the, the original plan was that that was going to come out first um, it, it ends up being that it's strange first which is totally great but I really wanted to this first story that I pitched is so huge is so crazy and it really honestly was me talking to Jordan and saying not only do I want to come onto this book strong and make people who have been following this book and loving this series understand that I I am here and I get it and I am my hand is firmly on this wheel and I got it but also selfishly I do kind of want to show up and say hi I'm Donnie um, this is the kind of crazy crazy stuff that I like to do and so I kind of did want to flex on people a little bit you know so it's insane you know and I can't wait for it to come out so that I can talk about what it's really about because every time that me or Jordan or Joe or Axel talks about it there's one thing that we're not saying that as soon as people read that first issue they'll be like oh man that's what it's about you know uh, I'm sure people have seen from the covers that there's uh, appears to be a uh, uh, kind of a cosmic dude on a motorcycle with a flaming skull what is that I don't know I don't know like some kind of weird like ghostly rider kind of a guy um, uh, but he looks like he might be like from, like from the future or something. I don't know. It's really weird, you know. Um, so that's something that I would I would keep an eye on if I was a fan, you know, which I am, you know. Uh, well, you know, especially with the books being very different tones and art style, you know, Thanos being like a, this really big epic yeah. and 
with, you know, strange, it's like very inward and internal, like how are you balancing your writing approaches where you really do the flip on and off each time yeah. and, and, you know, you're doing it concurrently. Do you write like strange one day, Thanos the next day, or you try to cram them both into one day? <laughs> no, you know, I, 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 I'm writing about um, five or six books a month right now, uh, which just means like there's a script a week, so it gives me a really good time to get into a headspace. Um, I use music a lot. To, I make playlists for everything, um, and it, which it's, I'm, I'm really glad that you asked this actually because uh, Doctor Strange is such a hard book to write because Steven's a very complicated character, and Loki is an incredibly complicated guy, and butting them up against each other, like how those personalities kind of vibrate against each other, is um, it's tough, right? Um, and and yeah, kind of switching from Thanos to that book is kind of tough. I will tell you, I'm 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 such an absolute nerd. I have a giant Thanos statue on my desk on one side, and I have a giant Doctor Strange statue on the other side. Yeah, yeah. And the Thanos head, the, or the Thanos statue has a head that you can swap out, and one is like a real smug Thanos, you know, like real like cocky, you know, and the other one is him like screaming and raging. So when a Thanos script is due, he's angry, and when it's done, I swap the head out for the happy one, right? Um, and when I'm doing when I'm doing strange I light incense and candles and I have a certain soundtrack that I have on um, and so I use uh, I, I, I use playlists a lot um, but what's so interesting is that when I was starting to write Thanos um, I couldn't I couldn't marry the idea of music and Thanos uh, together because the idea of beauty and art is so antithetical to the character in a way uh, I don't think that he would be into like beautiful orchestras so what I ended up finding was um, I don't know if you've ever heard the recordings of space like what space sounds like it is horrifying like it's so scary if anyone who's hearing this like just like it's on um, YouTube just like recordings of space um, and it's like like of course you've listened to this it's creepy, right? Like it's like like the sound of like a creaking door, but like slowed down, and it sounds like um, like demonic like space whales and stuff. Dude, it's crazy. And so, absolutely, yeah. And um, so I just play that on a loop while I have Thanos on, and as a result. Um, that book is really, really dark, yeah. really dark, which is, you know, what it needs, right? Um, and I said this on the panel, and I'll say it again. Um, every, every script that I do on Thanos, I, uh, I push, and I try and go brutal and, 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 and darker. And uh, every single script, I just assume it's going to come back, and Jordan Someone or, no, or Axel is going to be like, whoa, 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 what are yeah. you doing? And uh, so far, so good. And so I'm, I'm like five issues deep, and um, I keep on pushing. And so, yeah, man, I, uh, I think people are really going to dig it. And, and, and the only reason I think that is because uh, I'm the world's biggest Thanos fan, and I think it's really cool. It's go. the kind of Thanos book that I would want to read. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and in the room, uh, Jason Aaron really enjoyed it too. Yeah. So don't trust me. Yeah. Trust, trust Jason, Jason Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool, man. I can't wait for these books to come out. I'm super excited about it. Um, where can people find you online if they want to say hey, get more of a preview, stuff like that? Yeah, just on Twitter is the best way. I'm at Don Cates, D-O-N-C-A-T-E-S, and I'm always around. 
All right, man. Well, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. This is Marvel. Your universe.